Hi, everyone. Welcome to our weekly podcast. Um, it's Robin, Jason, and Eric uh, with Life Restoration Radio. I'm obviously touching and making some noises. So, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> <laughs> it was really quiet when we started. Uh, I'm doing, I'm having a great day. I, how about you? Oh, I'm doing well. Good. Jace, you check us? in. Are you going to join the show? Uh, fantastic and amazing. Fantastic yeah. and amazing. Better than most. Yeah. Can't ask for anything other than that, right? That's it. We were debating on topics tonight yeah. to cover, and I don't know that we ever got anywhere. We didn't. Okay. So, looks like it's about to storm outside like crazy. Why don't we talk about, you know, what we discussed earlier. Last week I interrupted the flow of the meeting, the energy, changed the state with a disclaimer oh. that we have decided is not authentic, right. 100%. Yeah. So, shoot, you start. Yeah, so, it's not that we don't know anything, it's that we are not stuck in a state of certainty on what we know, and that has allowed us to know everything. I think for today and then you know so we do have a disclaimer that we don't claim to know everything but we definitely know a lot about a lot which is what has led us to this current evolving state and has led us to greater awareness has given us education and training more than many get with several degrees or masters mm. so so we can't know, say we don't know nothing. Well, we're yeah. somewhere between nothing and everything. There, yeah. In our knowledge. That's what I like to say. Some days I'm, cl- I'm closer to the knowing nothing, <laughs> and some days I'm closer to the knowing everything. Great. And that's just a matter of uh, my opinion, and yeah. sometimes I'm wrong about both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah. There's a disclaimer alert. Like, we went through... Yeah, that uh, if you what disagree with what we're saying, we do want to know about it. Like, yeah. Give us feedback, question, where we might have heard something. But I will tell you that Jason and I heard a, a really great quote. This um, was it yesterday. It was fate. Wait, what was it? I have no idea. I haven't come back to listen oh, to it. Oh, man, it was so good. Maybe we'll post it. We right can look it up while we're on the show. Um. It was Brene Brown's definition of faith. Oh, I don't believe it was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, faith. yeah, faith without vulnerability and something equals extremism. Mm, but that is good. Like if you are faith so certain vulnerability that you well, know no what there. you. Th- that's her yeah. point. Like, yeah. If you're so certain yeah. about your beliefs certain. that you I'm, will not allow anyone else to, you know, like you want to just throw that throw that up on everyone else and you're not willing to be open, then that's not faith. Don't call that faith. As I thought it was really good to look at that. So why do you think You know, there's a transition that we've gone through on this adventure from thinking that we know something to finding our 
beliefs shattered. Everything we thought we knew about Correct. everything. Correct. Shattered. Mm -hmm. Undeniably shattered. And it places you in this vulnerable place. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a, it, it certainly for me anyway, wasn't a comfortable place. And so I believed that the desire to not necessarily, well, so if you're, for me anyway, I'll speak for me, I became very gun shy in regards to placing my name on anything after finding out a tremendous amount of information that I thought I knew was not so. And there's a there's a lack of ownership in that. Where yeah. you if yeah. I don't if I'm not the answer man or if I don't know anything then I can't be wrong. Right. So But you also position yourself in a place of like inability, like where you can't really be yourself either, because it's like a you're second guessing yourself, right? You know, constantly. And so there's a there's a very thin line between this place of vulnerability and willingness to receive and knowing something. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, you can't have one without the other to be who you are, mm -hmm. because you can't not know something because you know who you are, where you are, and where you came from. And that is, those are undeniable things that can't be changed. But I have found myself, I didn't come to this realization until this morning. I did my, I did a, I don't know, 30-minute muse, just breathing meditation, and got ready, got in the car, and started heading this way. And I was just going through all the different things that were in my head. And I have noticed that I have been kind of in a weird spot the last couple weeks. And some of that I identified as this unwillingness to accept who I am. Hmm. And put my flag in the ground... Mm -hmm. you know and say this is who I am mm -hmm. and so as I was processing that getting into the car I said you know you know who you are and who you are is definitely not passive and is definitely not silent right and so what can you do what's the exercise to get back to this place of placing your flag in the ground doesn't matter where you are or what you know or what you don't know you are being you authentically a hundred percent of the time mm -hmm. and uh, I went back to uh, one of my favorites which is Tony Robbins I am the voice mm. I hadn't done that yeah. in a minute. <laughs> and so on the way from the house to here, I did the incantation. Yeah. And man, was I ready to do business when I got here. So 
tell people a little bit more what that incantation is and what and what that is in general. Well, it's just... And, and it's you're just, not on camera, by the way, so we want you to join our video I mean, um, podcast. I really can't see the camera, so... It's... It's the idea of taking a thought and adding energy to it. Right. Frequency. And Tony is... I would bear to say the best at making some very yeah. difficult things extremely simple and almost to default because people actually want to try and figure out something before they do it. If it's too simple, they won't do it. Right. Yeah. They think it's too simple. There's mm -hmm. no way that that could work. But what he's done over time is just taken the idea, the understanding of knowing that to change your state to... to breakthrough to go beyond yourself you must change your energy yeah. mm -hmm. and so you can think things all the time he, he he says I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy I'm happy and right. then you open your eyes again and you're like bullshit you're not happy yeah. right so it's it's the adding a different frequency to a thought to create a different future and so, reminding yourself who you are. I am the voice. Yeah. And he goes through a quick, I don't know, it's not very long, five minutes yes. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, if you participate with him, uh, it will certainly change your state. And so, I was thinking about that, and then me, and then the whole disclaimer thing, and realizing where my... My, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, apprehension mm -hmm. to say that I know something was coming from. It was this place of doubt and fear, and, and it was stemming from something in the past, and it was dictating my future. Mm -hmm. And um, I am greater than that. Yeah. We are greater than that. And so the reality is is that, you know what? We know a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But what we're not here for is to be right. Right. We are simply willing to communicate authentically yeah. with others. About life. About life. And, and we are willing to a different perspective. Would, yeah. Would you say that's what's different? Um, or one of the things, I know there's a lot that's different, but would you say from a fundamental standpoint that that's what one of the primary differences is between the space you're in now and how you were before was that, um, did you look back and see yourself in a position of, and whether it was intentional or not intentional, it doesn't matter, but, um, of being like, I'm right previously. And that was part of the, that was part of what locked you into that mindset was you thought you had things figured out and you thought you were right. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah. I thought I knew the end of the story. Yeah. And that gave me some sort of false security to operate in daily life even when daily life was not progressing 
or moving forward or life was throwing curveballs at me, it still gave me this false sense of security of, well, I know the end of the story. Yeah. And what I was doing and what I believe most people do in this state is they are living in the, for they're looking for a future salvation and dealing with today in hopes of this salvation. Right. And I realize that that's, you know, certainly where I was. But it, I, what I really find interesting is that how I can be going about daily life today and not trying to be right. any different than I am, but because I've been willing over the last two years to practice, 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 that it is now becoming a skill and it is, uh, it's happening without me even realizing it. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's just what you do. It's just like this. I don't yeah. have to try to do it anymore. And I see it and I accept it and I go, okay, that's cool. Moving on. And it's just a simple willingness to be aware of who you are, where you are, where you came from, and then take action. Huh. I think that, you know, that what you're describing, so first, I, you know, I've been through the same thing. <laughs> but just from a, a formula standpoint, I, when I hear you say it that way, without kind of giving a lot of context to what happened, just kind of listening out the kind of if there was a structure to it. I've, I've had conversations with a lot of people in different forums, you know, whether it's in the office or in church or in a counseling room or just in conversation that have become paralyzed in life because at one point in time, I'm in this job and it's going fine and I think everything, I've got my little world all figured out as it would be. This is how it's going to end. I'm going to work here. I'm going to retire, I'm a good employee, blah, 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 my kids will go to college, and then one day somebody walks in and says, hey man, we don't need you anymore, for whatever reason, right? And all that that you thought you had figured out, and all the answers you thought you had, and the things that you knew were going to take place, got rocked to the very core of who you are, and a lot of people get stuck there. Like, yeah. they live the rest of their lives in a space called, I never want that to happen to me again. Like, I never want to feel like that. So, therefore, I'll either never put myself in that position to let that happen again, which means I'll never put myself out there to experience anything greater than where I currently am. And anytime something approaches me that appears to be that, I'm going to, like, panic, run, self-sabotage, whatever it is, right? And I find myself years later just yeah. buried under a mountain of crap that I've piled upon myself, living in that same state that I was the day that the manager yeah. walked in and told me he didn't want me anymore. Have you heard that example from D Joe Dispenza? This one? Yeah. No. I so just, he, I'm just, I'm he, actually describing somebody I know. Oh, and I'm talking that, that particular yeah. instance. Who, was, me? For, no, no, no. I'm saying but this for a me. friend. Yeah, no, it, that, that was a friend, that, that specific. I'm, my, I'm asking for a friend. My, yeah, my instance was exactly like that, but much more similar to yours because it was involving my religion and church and all the stuff that I thought I had figured out and I knew it all and had the, all the answers and this is the end game, this is where it's going. And then it was like, whoosh, you know, and everything got rocked over. One, from what I had become aware of, 
and two, by because of what I've become aware of, the rejection of the people that were involved, yeah. um, you know, all the cookies crumbled, you know. Yeah. And even today, I still have to, I'm still having to deal with certain instances and circumstances and conversations where I did damage out of that knowing to people, right? Turned them off to me, made them think I was crazy, whatever it is, right? Where I shy off from even having conversations about stuff that I'm passionate about or like or feel like in the moment my yeah. self has told me to talk about because I don't want to get rejected again. I don't want them to yeah. be like, oh, here he goes again. Here's another deal yeah. he's on to. Here's the next crazy drug he's figured out, right? You know, Here's the next high or whatever it is that he's on. And so I've been the same way, like with certain things. I have not said, here's yeah. where I'm at. But it, it, what you're saying makes sense. I'm getting more in that space of I'm much, I realize like I don't have to know everything. But also at the same time, yeah. can't stand in the shadows and be someone who I'm not because be scared to talk about what I well, do know. Right, right. You but know. I wanted the, the reason I said it's that like, about sorry, but it's it it reminds me of like a, for me it's like being castrated. That state is like being castrated. I'm completely unable to create or reproduce in that state. Sorry. That's an interesting example. I'm glad you finished there. <laughs> um, I'm serious. Castration. I'm actually serious. <laughs> um, no, Forward the reason I brought up Dr. Joe Dispenza is in his. Um, uh, I don't know, docu-series that he does. It's like a four-week study that yep. he did with the women at the women's house yep. on um, <laughs> making your mind matter, how to uh, how to forget everything you knew or whatever, breaking the habit of being yourself. Yes, breaking the habit of yourself. He has this really great example that he talks about where a person, kind of the same thing, where um, you know something happened at their workplace where they were secure and had all these things, you know, against them, and then next thing you know, they were let go. Well, in situation A, the person, you know, becomes bitter, um, and then he talks about neurologically how it turns into, you know, just anger at first and bitterness, and then it becomes like a part of your character. Yeah. And 20 years later, that's the, you know, that's the worst thing. Yeah. yeah, that's who you are. And then he says on the opposite, so, you know, like, so this is the B, um, you know, that person goes home, they feel the same emotions of that despair, of that grief, but that period of time is much shorter. Yep. And then they start using their energy to, or their severance pay to go online and get schooled in a certain area. Mm -hmm. And then they take that and start their own job and, I mean, start their own company and then they push it into do da 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 blah, blah. And then, it, you know, they do all these successful things that keep building on each other. Yeah. And then 20 years later, you ask them, and they say, that was the best that was the thing yeah. that ever happened to me. Yeah, it's, it's and how it's you just a difference. So yeah. I think that what people go through, we all have things we've been through that were horrific in some way, on some level to us. We all have that. You know, as a perfectionist, I grew up thinking that I could always, I, you know, my life was supposed to be perfect. And if it wasn't, I was going to sweep whatever it was under the rug, pretend it didn't exist, and my life was perfect. Yeah. And if my life wasn't perfect, then my life was over. Right. So I'm telling you that the day that I realized that I didn't have to be perfect was the biggest aha moment for me because I was like, oh, okay, I got this. <laughs> and so it's that thing. It's like some people look back on these things that have happened to them in their lives and they have become these things. But if we are willing to sit with it for a minute and understand how to feel it and mm -hmm. not just immediately try to fix it, and build a pun, then, you know, 
we can become the greatest people that you know we can and also obviously the people that we were created to be but I, I have something interesting I want to ask you guys your perspective on that just came up a thought what if someone has let that start mm-hmm. five years ten years what if someone listening to this says man 20 years ago when I had that miscarriage or I had that abortion or I, you know, gave my child up for adoption or those are all baby examples, but, or I did this wrong or I, you know, stole this or, you know, whatever it is, whatever incidents happened then. Yeah, got a DUI. Divorce. Yep. Divorce, a good one. Come yeah. on, throw some Gained a hundred pounds. Yeah, gained a hundred pounds. Lost that lost job. job. Whatever it is. You know, ruined a friendship. And lost now all today. That stock market. Yeah. Yep. And now today, Failed listening to this. Up said wow wait there's some awareness there I did that I have become this can you regardless of the amount of time it's been since you really started uh, changing get back to that person you were before in order to get beyond what you've never gotten over and start heading in the right direction any amount of years later can you so Dr. Joe uh, says Let's see, Monday night we were on stress part two. Mm-hmm. And he was going over, you know, living in our natural, in our survival state, fight, flight, or freeze, and how we are actually matter, trying to change matter at that point. Right. And what he he went on to say, you know, isn't it interesting that when you are really truly being and doing something that you love, you completely lose track yeah. of your mind, so your thoughts, mm-hmm. you lose track of your body, mm-hmm. pain, tiredness, whatever, and then you lose track of time. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into this whole thing, he's talking about um, you have to forget about your problem to overcome it, yeah. which I thought was a interesting takeaway and then he he goes on to say that the brain pauses to create that's what that natural state of of being is is forgetting about your problem Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that you can move beyond yourself and move beyond that problem and ultimately that's, you know, for me, some of this revelation and the importance of getting in this place and time that we're on no one, no how, no thing, mm-hmm. no this, no that, and just being quiet with myself in that moment, aka meditation, mm-hmm. um, is what is allowing me to then get beyond my current reality. Right. And oftentimes we're so programmed to seek the solution, uh, figure yeah. out, yeah. fix, you know, before we start. And it's one of these things again where you're getting in this vulnerable place with your eyes closed mm-hmm. and you're just listening to your heartbeat and your breath. Without expectation. Without expectation. <laughs> yeah. And 
really not seeing how it's going to connect to you having this new future. Yeah. But it is, in itself, the single thing that is rewriting what your conscious realm of the past is trying to create in the future. And so you have to take the time while you're awake, while you're conscious, and dedicate this time to something new. Otherwise, if you continue to spend all your time in this conscious place of simply reacting to your current reality, life, you're always going to end up with where you came from, that same old story. Same old stuff. And so what I have to say is, can anybody do it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's the simple willingness to get in the position yeah. of doing the work. Yeah, doing something new. You know, he says, uh, favorite diet, shut the hell up. You know, stop it. Just shut up and get in position and do the work and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, anyone can be changed. I've changed more in the last two years. Yeah. But more importantly, I'd say the last six months than I did the first 11 and a half years of recovery. Yeah. And that's freaky. That's crazy. Yeah. And you said it's, something like I, I, that, It's too. the same thing for, for me in the last couple of months since I've really, you know, gotten into this new area that, you know, we've been talking about. focus. And kind of back to your question, and to kind of and to piggyback on Jason saying is, you know, the question was, can you go back and... and once I think, you finally yeah, become aware. Yeah, once you become aware or to some extent, I here's the thing. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to go back in time right. to recount like what went wrong and figure this out. And recreate And it. recreate. Like you're never going to really get back to who this guy was in right. 1975 right. or whatever it was. Because like, that was right. then. Right. And so there's a lot of time and energy wasted on trying to recreate something that can never be recreated because it was in another time and another place and another yeah. age. And you have had experiences since then that you've you've um, acquired and, and had. So the, the the thing is to get like what Jason said. It's not about going backwards, figuring it out to move forward, which is what I would have recommended a year ago, two years ago, or something like that. Is hey, you got to go back. You know, register, 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 all these different things that you've done and been through, figure out, figure out, figure out, figure out, and then try to map out, map out, map out, map out a different path. But the reality is, is you don't have to do that. The the, the jump across to a new place or to, to who you are, really, is in doing what Jason just described, which is taking time to say, all right, I don't have the answers. I don't, I know this much. I'm aware now that, that this is not healthy, Right. Yeah. So I'm going to stop and unplug myself from that on a regular basis to become more aware of all these things and then start putting new disciplines in my life right. to make those changes today, yeah. right now, in this moment. And they don't, I think what happens when you travel back is people start seeing these huge changes that they need to make, right? Like Because yeah. I'm looking back over a year, two years, right. three years and all this stuff, and it's a lot. And the reality of what, and we were talking about this last time in the meeting, I think it was before you left or maybe after, but... It was, it's like, it's the little bitty things. It's not these right. huge, epic changes that you need to make. It's the little bitty changes and little bitty practices that you put in place that turn into 
major events and major life change and restoration over periods of time. Sometimes those things come like, boom, wow, yeah. like that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And sometimes it's less like, hey, that was different, you know, but it was different than it was yesterday. Right. It's not the same stuff. And so it's those little practices of unplugging, yeah. doing the meditation, getting in that space, and then being willing, now that you've opened yourself up, being willing to go do whatever it is that you become made, that you're made aware of. Right. And being um, responsible for yourself. Yeah. And I, one of the things I love that Dr. Joe says in his meditations in, in quite a bit, and when he first said it the first time, I was kind of like, I don't, I, didn't, I, didn't say I didn't get it. I thought it was kind of hokey. Uh -huh. But it was like, love yourself enough to do this. And I was always kind of chuckled. I've never heard him say that. I've always yeah. chuckled when I hear him say it. Yeah. And he says it during the meditation. Yeah, he says it during the meditation. Oh. And, 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 and the, when I hear him say that now, and I catch myself saying that now, yeah. it's just like, it's such a real, awesome statement for yourself. It's like, I should love myself enough to take that time out yeah. and to do this because it's important. You know, I would if it was someone else's life that I cared about, yeah. I would take the time to do it for them. Yeah. Why wouldn't I not do that for myself? Right. You know, if it was my kids, I would yeah. do it. You know, but all sometimes we justify not doing things for ourselves like it's selfish yeah. or self-serving, and it's it's not. It, it's selfish in a good way, you know, but it's not self-serving in a way that's like, you know, detrimental. I want to piggyback off of that real quick too, but I don't know if your thought was going to be the same. A couple things come to mind. One is um, there's something really cool that Dr. Brene Brown says when she's in that podcast with Oprah. And it reminds me of what you just said with the shame, with any of these things that come on us that make us feel bad. She says she talks to herself as though she would to her child. Mm. And so when she's wanting to say, oh, you know, I, I always do this or that, that's shame. Guilt yeah. saying, I shouldn't have done that, you know, like, but when you are, when you talk down to the behavior, that's guilt. That's okay. Yeah. When you are the behavior, that's shame. And so if, in order to get out of that, if you will talk to yourself, just like you'll be talking to your kids, and you'd be like, you know what, Robin, you could have done better, but that's okay. You're learning, and it's better than yesterday to say yeah. what you said. You know, like, so we, it's part of that self-talk. So that was the one thing I wanted to say. And the other thing I wanted to say was that we also have to remember, so this is a you know, PSA to everyone listening that wants to jump on this bandwagon and start really becoming aware of some things. Just remember that your problems did not happen overnight, so they're not going to go away overnight. This feeling, once you become aware of it, isn't going to just dissipate. It's going to probably take, you know, a good amount of time. Think about how long, you know, that road that you traveled was to get to this place that you are now when you do look back Yeah. and don't expect immediate, I mean, we're miraculous people, but I'm saying, like... Well, I, I think one of the things that you, that one of the, some of the things that I've become aware of as I've opened myself up to just not know everything and just do yeah. some of these things is that some of the things that I thought were major problems aren't even problems, right? Like, it wasn't like all of a sudden this thing went away. It was just, I was able to see it totally different and experience it in a different way because yeah. it is what it is in that moment, whether it's a person, a job. Uh, a relationship or whatever it may be like it just is what it is you know uh, Jason gave me some great advice when when my wife and I were fighting not too long ago and um, I was not in a good space with it and he one comment was 
just love her for where she is in that moment and quit trying to make her be somewhere else, you know? Right. And for whatever reason, it registered with me, but it was like, all right. And th so this huge problem that I was like, the only way that I could ever, yeah. th this needs to move way over here and get totally fixed. And then yeah. before I could feel any different about it, once I changed how I was looking at it, right. it was no longer a problem. Right. It was just is what it is. Yeah. And I was able to actually love in that moment yeah. versus judge in that moment. You know, yeah. so it, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of that that takes place too. So, you know, some of the things that, some of the mountains we think we have in front of us. Right. Maybe they're supposed to be mountains that we climb and enjoy, or maybe they're not even mountains at all. Right. You know, maybe they're molehills. That's so. a good point. So, the first thing that I want to say is, Anchor, what's up? Anchor, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> anchor. Now, the first thing I want to say is... We're double live right now. Okay, yeah. authentic communication, right? What you said, the example in which you used about talking to your kids is an unrealistic expectation. Okay. Because 99% of the, the people out there, the parents, maybe not 99, let's say 95%, uh -huh. don't communicate to their children that way. Okay. So how are they even going to communicate that? How, are they, how is it going to, using that as an example, and then the realization right. is, is the truth is, if you were to look at it, and we look at society, and that's the undeniable proof, is that we're not communicating to our children this way. Right. So we're definitely not, not communicating to ourselves, to ourselves yeah. this like way. We'd like to. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. begins and ends with us yep. in regards to communication if we are doing it with ourselves, then we will do it with others. But we can't... Right. There's a, there's a high probability that we are not doing it out here in these other relationships. Otherwise, we'd be able to identify it in ourselves. Yeah. And then do what we need to do to change. And so, a lot of, a lot of times we want to use these external examples... And they are often tied to unrealistic expectations... Of the, the truth or just the average the not being able to see things for what they are because you can't go from looking at something as an example then trying to apply it to your life when it's not something that's being done in an authentic way yeah and um, I was under the assumption of authenticity yeah and so there is no assumption there and how many authentic parents do you know just me. Yeah. <laughs> Not. No, I, I think or I know that it's much different than we would like to believe. It's a much different number. It's what we want to believe. Right. Yeah. And so that's the whole getting back to the whole it begins and ends with you and really identifying who you are, where you are, where you came from and practicing this communication which goes back to loving yourself enough to carve out yeah. this time to get quiet with yourself and listen to your breathing and your heart and those types of things instead of trying to go out there and do all yeah. this other stuff like uh, going to the gym or shop. Yeah, or you know, whatever. Make putting everything in order. Done. I don't do any of those two things. I'm just thinking of. <laughs> yeah, stuff. I don't. I think that's a good segue into something with parenting or 
You know, like Ugh. how do people, how, <laughs> how should people communicate with their children? Um, you know, you bring up a good point that in they general, probably shouldn't communicate to their children until, until they begin to communicate with themselves. Yeah, yeah. I would not have spoken to any of my kids then. <laughs> then how do you communicate with yourself? How do you start that? Practicality, people. Let's give some people by some getting, steps. Yeah. By, by loving yourself enough to carve out time for yourself to, to hear yourself. listen to the podcast and begin to apply things that you heard or listen to Tony or listen to... Any of the resources that the we resources have. The resources that were Dr. Joe or this or person or that or person. But just... It's, it's not the cons consumption of information because the consumption of information is not going to right. change yeah. you. The it's, of you it's the willingness to consume a small little bit and then go out and practice yeah. it and hit repeat over and over and over and Do over and work. over and over and yeah. over and over and over again. And that's right. where people get jacked up is they want Everyone that instant... Up. Well, it's the addiction to all this other stuff, right? And like, when so the information instead is of so doing that, I'd rather go to the gym, right? Because I can go to the gym and do a pump and look in the mirror, and there's people around me, do a and pump. I, or I can go shopping. You know, people it's like they, they, and then next thing I know, Get a new outfit. I've got to shop all the time. My credit cards right. are maxed out, and all this stuff. Like it turns into something else. Uh, you know, or and it's all just I've got numbing. It's, it's, it's an all escape. Just numbing. It's all yeah. an escape from and an external thing that doesn't really do anything right it doesn't it doesn't solve the even though it could be even a good like the, some of the stuff we're naming is good stuff it's not that th that in and of itself is a bad thing to do exercise is not a bad thing to do going on a, a saying hey you know what i need to eat healthier a lot of people do that like i'm gonna go vegan i'm gonna do this they go these other things they go down this path not diets and all that stuff are not bad in and of themselves right right but the issue is is it, you're reaching out to try to solve like you're way out here where the the what you're struggling with is way in here, and you're trying to solve. It's like medicine, right? I'm trying to solve a symptom, right. and I'm thinking and in solving a symptom, which is I need to lose five pounds. The reason I need to lose five pounds is because I'm depressed, right? Why am I depressed? Well, it's not because I ate Oreos. That's if I. That's not what's causing that. I'll just grant you I'll do something else. The issue is I don't like myself. Right. That's it. That's why I run around and do all this crazy crap. That's why we get in bad relationships and put ourselves in bad situations and overspend and do this. It's because, and that's why the last thing that I'm willing to do, or a per, most people are willing to do, is say, I'm going to spend 20 minutes alone with myself. Right. Heaven forbid that I have to spend, because that's the person, it, the, real, the honesty of there is, that's the person I dislike the most on this earth. Yeah. And, and the more resistant you feel yourself to that, the more heavily you hate yourself. Yeah. And so, let's go... Eric Gregg during oh. the... Uh, Shout out to the Gregg family. That was a commercial family. break. So Eric let's Greg. go to... Let's go to... Look at this. Let's look a little bit deeper. Yep. Let's, let's break this apart. What is it that we're trying to fix? We're trying to fix these labels mm -hmm. that society has given us to label ourselves as well as others. And those labels are like going to church on Sunday morning, wearing your Sunday best. It's about as kiddie pool deep yeah. as communication gets. We're talking like, you know, 12 inches maybe or whatever, 18 inches, getting your ankles wet type of deal. And 
we immediately find this label and then we take this action, this external action to solve this problem so yeah. that we can fix this label. But the reality is is that it's not the label that is the problem. It's it's we gotta go to the deep end for this. Mm-hmm. We gotta get immersed in who we are and what this thought, feeling, or emotion is at this current time so that we can then identify and take action based on what is, not what we want it to be. And so losing 10 pounds, going to the gym, all these other things that we talked about are just the immediate surface. It's it's the fix Mm -hmm. to your addicted emotions and thoughts and feelings that you're not communicating authentically with yourself about that continues to create this vicious cycle so we talk about this all the time going and doing something that is good like working out's good eating organic is good you know all these different things are going to church is good you know all these different things can be good but they may not be good for you Right. right if you're not willing to give get out of the way to go beyond who you are in the moment and that's the secret to going from the same old story to breaking free and to being something completely different what comes to mind is that when I'm in that state right of not being grounded in who I am or when I've been in that state before all these things that I'm trying to do end up either not working, going bad, being being miserable, and it's not effective, whatever it may be. And and then you look at it and go, well, I don't understand because I'm trying to do a good thing. I'm going to church on Sunday. I'm you know, I'm eating organic. I'm going to the gym. I've quit doing this. I've started doing this. And the, re- the reality is, is that as long as I'm polluted, I will pollute anything that I touch. And so if all this dysfunction is around me, it's not because those things are dysfunctional. It's because I've made them, I'm dysfunctional, and therefore I'm using them or making them dysfunctional. Right. So the solution isn't to grab onto more stuff that I'm only going to make more dysfunctional or pollute. Right. It is to cleanse myself by getting to know who I really am and moving away from, like I said, when we become aware of something, we just take something and move it. Becoming aware of that, moving it out to quote, purify myself into my purest state of who I am or my most authentic state of who I am so that when I go to do exercise or I go to eat or I go to shop or I get in a relationship, it's actually me in a healthy state doing those things and I'm experiencing those things in the manner in which I should be experiencing those in the moment and accepting them for whatever they are without having to put labels on myself and expectations on myself that I need to be this over here and that over there and whatever over here and have this much money in the bank account have this size house and this girlfriend wife you know whatever it is not the only girlfriend but um (laughs) well what you said the secret is i thought mic drop right there but i mean i think that this is a really good place to just kind of end this segment of all of these you know, when people are listening, they should be able to find themselves in something that we've brought up tonight. Yeah. And, you know, just understanding that their situation is not um, unique, that every, you know, everyone has these things. And I think just being open 
to start it. But between what you said and what you said, look, I think drop the mic and boom. I mean, if we need to keep going, we can go round two. But um, I'm ready for some quiche. <laughs> we have a nice meal that has just been cooked for us that is uh, tempting. So I'll get out. And if you guys could hear the rain on the tin roof, tin that was roof. Uh, intended to be <laughs> the background <laughs> rainforest. Yeah. Yeah, so don't give up. Don't give up. You know, keep pushing and, and know that beyond your current reality lies this place called the Infinite Possibilities. And you cannot control it. Well, another thing, this is Dr. Joe Knight, I guess. So yeah. I just got the, the goose pimples again on this one. But he talks about in his meditation is that you cannot enter the quantum field as a somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. You must enter it as a nobody. A nobody. No thing, no body, And so that's no why we identify who we are, where we are, where we came from. Then we get into this place of willingness to not identify ourselves with that anymore and not necessarily know where we're going, but just a willingness, a vulnerability to get into this place this uncomfortable place of quietness and removing the distraction of life and learning how to just be. And that is the exercise that takes us into the quantum wave. And once you're on the wave, you have no idea what you're going to hit. But you just keep going because it's the juice. Yep. So. Just be. Just be. Oh,